Boyce Watkins. I want to say welcome to uh, welcome to the Black Financial Channel, uh, theblackfinancialchannel.com. Uh, today, I wanted to cover a Black Wealth Confession. Uh, you guys, um, I invite you guys to send me your Black Wealth Confessions and uh, where you admit your mistakes and you talk about um, really ridiculous things you might have done when it comes to money, uh, mistakes you might have made, uh, regrets that you have, uh, things that you are ashamed of. And you submit your confession anonymously. And uh, so what I do with Black Wealth Confessions is first I forgive you. And then I tell you how uh, you can learn from your mistake and also help other people learn from your mistake. This is how we learn from each other. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. And don't forget that we are Black First on this channel. Uh, hashtag B1. Put a hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree that we are all Black First. Uh, so the first confession uh, comes from a 27-year-old. It says, I am a 27-year-old single black male finishing an MBA. When I graduate in the summer of 2021, I'll have $70,000 in student loan debt. I currently work in the auto industry, auto insurance industry, bringing in about 55K a year where my degree isn't even a job requirement. I feel as if I only went to college because I was told to do so. Also, simply for my ego, I will, or that was another reason you went to college. I will now be 70K in, in student loan debt with just the ability to say, look, look at me. I have a master's. I'm not too happy with this path that I have taken. So, um, so this brother apparently looks like he, uh, he, he, he took, he took a route that a lot of us take. A lot of us went to college. Um, how many of you uh, have a college degree? How many college graduates do we have in the room? Uh, raise your hand, put a yes in the chat. If you graduated from college, put a yes in the chat. If you went to college, okay. All right, I see a lot of yeses coming up. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of you went to college, right? I mean, that's what a lot of us did, and a lot of us did it because we were taught that was the best way to be successful. And it doesn't mean college can't be connected to your success, right? I'm not here to say that college is always a bad decision or that it's a bad thing to do. Um, I'm just here to uh, kind of give you some nuances that you may not be aware of. Uh, the interesting thing that caught my eye with this particular confession, because we've talked about student loan debt before. I've explained to you guys in the past that student loan debt is really the number one, um, you know, the number one reason uh, the black wealth is actually falling behind. That's literally the number one factor. And uh, and so what's what's fascinating. OK, Drock says this is my post. OK, well, he's not he's not anonymous anymore. So if that really is you. Then I think that's great um, that you're that you're owning up to it, and I think it's important to accept or to uh, go ahead and be honest and, and talk about the mistakes we've made, so that other people can learn from our mistakes. Uh, because with each generation, we're supposed to get better, and uh, we won't get better if we don't learn how to not repeat the same mistake that we made in the past. Am I right or am I right? Give me a yes or no if you agree with what I'm saying here. So making mistakes is okay. The question is, how do you handle your mistakes? How do you come back from those mistakes? How do you fix those mistakes? So uh, here's here's what I'm going to um, lay out for you really quickly. Uh, first of all, the thing that got my attention is that he said that going to college and uh, getting the master's degree was for his ego. And, uh, and that's interesting to me because what that really says is that uh, you get a lot of your self-esteem from, you know, getting degrees from white people. Uh, you, tell me the truth. I mean, seriously, they when you're born, uh, you're born to believe that because you're black, that you're just pretty much nothing until you get validated and labeled. Uh, and it might be labeled with a fancy job. Maybe you're labeled with a certain degree. Maybe they label you with a Grammy or an Oscar or some other worthless award. Maybe they're la they'll label you in some other way. Maybe you get labeled with the clothing that you wear. We all look for labels. 
And it's so subtle that we don't even know that we're looking for labels. We don't even know that. We just do it because everybody else is doing it, right? We like to be gucci up and everything else and, and, and tell everybody, look at me, look at what I'm wearing, look at the brand I have on, because that gives you your self-esteem, that gives you your validation. Well, that's a very dangerous thing because, uh, because what happens when you're Black in America, in my opinion, is that uh, when they keep your self-esteem low, then what they can do is they then have the ability to sell you your, your humanity. They sell you your validation. They sell you uh, the thing that you need in order to feel whole and to feel complete. So, um, you know, that's a scary, very vulnerable position to be in. That's an easy way to zap wealth out of the black community. Uh, so, uh, so here's the deal. Um, one of the things I would uh, say to you is, uh, you know, we, we have to start off with some basic stuff. Uh, a lot of spending and, and how you use your money is deeply linked to your self-esteem. Uh, and I'm not just talking about spending money on expensive college degrees. I'm talking about just going into jewelry stores and buying luxury items and things like that. Uh, they, they actually say that poor people in general tend to spend more money on expensive stuff because they believe that if they have expensive stuff, then that will make rich people treat them better. They will be more respected if they have the fancy expensive stuff. So I need you to repeat after me. Everybody type this in the chat. We're going to do a little exercise. Jesse Jackson used to have a saying they used a long time ago. I'm going to use it today. I am somebody. I am somebody. I want you to write that in the chat. I am somebody. That means you were somebody the day you were born. You were born. Uh, you were born powerful. You were born meaningful. Uh, I am somebody. You were born rich because you got melanin in your blood, DNA, uh, where you have survived the slave dungeons, the Middle Passage, 250 years of slavery, and 100 years of Jim Crow, and another 40 years of mass incarceration, and the Biden crime bill. Everybody, type in the chat. I am somebody. Repeat after me. I am somebody. Now, why do I tell you to do that? It, sa- it sounds probably crazy to some of y'all to say, I am somebody. Everybody type it in the chat. It sounds crazy for me to do this exercise with you, but I'm doing it for a specific reason. The reason I'm doing this exercise with you is because if you believe that you already have your validation and your self-worth, then you, then, then you don't have to go give somebody money so you can feel like you're important, especially not your oppressor. You don't have to go to your oppressor. I mean, these are the same people who put you in, in chains. These are the same people who wanted to kill your great-great-grandma. These are the people... Who, uh, who, who might have raped your great, 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 great grandparents, right? So so why would you be seeking validation from people who hate you? Uh, you think about, you look at a lot of college campuses. Uh, when I was at Syracuse University, I saw students spending fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year to go to school there, and the faculty were racist. They had racist professors. And why would you go give money to a racist process for a moment? Why would you give money to a racist system so that they can give you something that makes you feel better about yourself. Who cares what they think about you? Now, now let's put this to the side, though. I don't want you to think that I'm saying that a college degree is bad or that it's worthless. Um, I got a 17-year-old in the office next door to mine. We have offices right next to each other and because uh, I wanted to be near me. I wanted to see what it looks like when a black man is working every day. And he's going to college next year. And we're very happy he's going to college because college is a lot of fun. And I said, you know, it's a great place for you to work. Uh, I'm, I'm his bonus dad. I'm not his biological dad. You, you would know it instantly because he's about six foot six. And I just say to him, you know, me and his dad say to him, you know what, you know what, son, the college is going to be great. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be a lot of pretty girls. You got to be careful. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you really want to be economically successful, you're going to have to do more than college. College is the cake. You need the icing for it to be a good cake. 
Maybe college is the cake, but you need icing on the cake in order for it to taste good. And you need a more balanced meal. Your whole meal can't just be cake. Your whole meal can't just be cake with no icing or it's not going to be a very good meal. You need some fruits and vegetables. You need some meat. You need all the food groups in order for that to be a complete balanced meal. So college is the cake and the cake is delicious, but you need icing on the cake and you need more than just cake. Do you follow what I'm saying? Give me a yes or no if you know what I mean. So that means that, look, go to college, have fun, study hard, bust your butt, make good grades, get the degree. God bless you. But here's the thing. You're a black man. Also, you're never going to be a white man. No matter how many degrees you get, you will never wake up one day and see your melanin has been zapped out of your body. You will never wake up one day with blonde hair and blue eyes. You will never wake up one day as 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 Tom Smith, you know, from from Martha's Vineyard. You are always going to be a black man, which means that when you go into certain environments, you are going to be intimidated because you're tall, you're black and you're intelligent and you're ambitious. You're you're, going to go into situations where you're going to always, your whole entire life, you're going to be in corporate America in a white supremacist system and notice that surprise, surprise, in a white supremacist system, white people get all the rewards, right? Well, because that system was built for them, it wasn't built for you. You're as ridiculous as somebody trying to go to China. You're an American trying to go to China and expecting to get the same opportunities that a Chinese business is going to give a Chinese person. You will never go to China and get the same opportunities in a Chinese business as Chinese people are going to give other Chinese people. That doesn't that doesn't even make any sense. To even think that that's a possibility means right there they've infected you and injected you with something worse than coronavirus. They've injected you with just ignorance and um, some sort of mental illness where you grow up thinking that if you go and you get enough education that one day you'll wake up and be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white boy. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. No matter how much education a black man has in America, you can end up like Smokey in the movie Friday who got fired on his day off. I know brothers with master's degrees who got fired on their day off, who did, who never got the promotion, never got the, the job they wanted, never got the pay that they wanted, and were very, very frustrated. I'm talking about guys, that, good men who never broke the law, never used drugs, never beat up on a woman, never did any of the trifling stuff on TV, did everything right, followed the rules, paid attention, was, were well-behaved, and still didn't get the opportunity that they would have gotten if they had been white or maybe if they had been gay. Like, let's just keep it 100. Uh, the only only person in uh, corporate America that makes the same amount of money as a white male is a gay black male. I don't know if you all know that or not. So what I say is for this person, and I got the sense that the person who submitted this black wealth confession uh, was a man. I don't know why. I think that maybe that's the sexist in me. I, I apologize if that's the case. Craig Craig was a uh, ice cube played Craig. Smokey was played by Chris Rock. Or maybe Craig got fired on his day off. There you go. Craig got fired. It wasn't Smokey. It was Craig. See, that's even worse because Craig was the good guy. Craig was the straight guy. Smokey, you can see why Smokey would get fired. But Craig, Craig did everything right. Right? Craig didn't break any law. Craig was a good guy. Right? So so my point on the matter is to say that, that when you're a black man, you have different rules. And it's very important that you also play by different rules. It's also very important that you move in a different way because you're de- dealing with a different situation. And it's very important that you know this because if you don't know this, you're going to be very frustrated your whole entire life. Now, by the way, do me a favor. Please take one second real quick. Please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button. Also, those of you who are watching on the Black Financial Channel on Instagram, uh, you can follow the Black Financial Channel on Instagram. Just look up the Black Financial Channel. And if you want to submit a Black Wealth Confession, the URL is right there on the screen. It's blackwealthconfessions.com, blackwealthconfessions.com. So feel free to submit your confession, submit it anonymously. Tell me about something stupid that you either have done with money or something stupid that you're doing with money. And I'll address as many confessions as I possibly can. I can't address them all. 
but I will address as many as I can. And uh, also don't forget that our Black Wealth calendars are out now. So if you want a Black Wealth calendar for 2021, where we put Black Wealth principles on a calendar that you can put on your refrigerator, uh, go to blackwealthcalendar.com. That's blackwealthcalendar.com. Let me lay out a couple more thoughts. I'm going to read this confession again, and then I'm going to address I'm going to address it again so we can learn something from this person's experience. You're, first of all, you're, you're 27 years old. Oh, that's why I knew it was a black male, because he says I'm a 27-year-old single black male. Pay attention, boys. Pay attention. Okay. Hello. I'm a 27-year-old single black male finishing an MBA. First of all, congratulations. That's really awesome. 27 years old. You got your whole life ahead of you. No matter how much dumb stuff you've done by the age of 27, you can usually recover from most of it. Okay. So he's 27 years old, uh, finishing with an MBA. Uh, He graduates in the summer of 2021. I have 70K in student loan debt. I currently work in the auto industry, bringing in about 55K a year where my degree isn't a job requirement. A lot of people end up in that situation where you get a degree in one field and your job doesn't even require a degree in that field. Here's a little interesting thing about college that I found fascinating. When you get about 40 years old, nobody really cares what you majored in in college. Seriously, nobody cares if you made straight A's or straight C's. Like nobody cares. I I don't I I have people that work for me. I don't I don't even know if half of them went to college. I don't even ask. I know if they can do their job, though. I know if they can do their job. But I don't know if they went to college. I do not care. I do not care. Having a piece of paper does not make you more qualified for the position, at least not when it comes to people that are trying to get results. And also, there are a lot of college degrees or a lot of college graduates who have fancy degrees who work for people who never went to college. You get up every day in a suit and tie. Your boss comes to work in his pajamas because he learned the stuff that mattered. He had the essential skills. See, he, you're an optional worker. He's an essential worker. He, you, you're, you're in the background. He's on the front lines. The essential workers on the front lines, economically speaking, historically, have been the people that knew how to do what is most important in business, which is know how to make money. So his work was essential. Your work is optional. After the essential workers do their work on the front lines and, and go find a customer and sell a product, then they come and get you, the college graduate with a fancy piece of paper, to go help shuffle enough paper so then, for them to make more money. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. So if you're, if you're really talking about now, I want y'all to know, do you, do you all want to do you all want to keep it fake or keep it real? Um, do you want do you want that that fake education or do you want real education? The fake a lot of fake education happens in college. There's a lot of people I've seen a lot of people go to college and spend more time preparing for a step show than they spent preparing for any test that they took the entire four years they were there. I've seen people go to college and spend more time drinking and whoring and ha- and partying than they spent studying in a book. I've seen people go to college and literally come out damn near dumber after they left than they were when they arrived. I've seen people go to college as good, wonderful, normal people and leave college as drug addicts and alcoholics. I've just seen it happen. Lord knows I went to Syracuse. We we produce as many alcoholics as we produce drug as we produce college graduates. I guarantee you that one of our students actually wrote a best selling book called Smashed. I believe that's what it was called where there's a picture of her slung over the curb, like about to puke because she had been drinking all night. And she talked about nothing but spending four years in a bottle. Now, this was a white girl, so black people ain't got to take credit for this one, but this is a black woman. But that's that's really the reality of it all. <clears throat> the point I'm making on this is to say that being on the college campus in itself does not make you inherently smarter. It just doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, I know people who stay at home who learn, who are the essential workers, who learn the essential skills. The skill is, okay, I need to figure out how to go get paid. I'm going to figure out how to get a customer, how to get a product to that customer and get that customer to give me money. So that's the skill that I'm going to learn. And they learn that skill and that skill carries them for the rest of their life. They're then able to do whatever they want. They're making insane amounts of money. They're doing extremely well. So what this person probably needs, I would say, it sounds like you're not happy with your life. 
here's that's the point. That's what I'm getting to. It sounds to me, look, you said you're 27 years old. You finished your MBA. Uh, you should be cheering. You should be happy. You're 70K in debt, but you're looking around and you're, you're like Neo in the Matrix. You are asking yourself, like, what is this all that there is? Something doesn't seem right. I make 55K a year. I hate my job. I have all this debt, but I have an MBA. So I'm supposed to be a successful black man. The bougie Negroes are all congratulating me, but I don't feel happy. Something's missing, mom. I just don't know what it is. Well, I'm here to tell you, Boyce, aka Morpheus, let me be Morpheus and I'm going to give you the red pill or the blue pill. I'm going to tell you that the reason, Neo, that you feel like something isn't right is because something is definitely wrong. Something's wrong. Uh, you know, 70K in debt is a lot of money. You ha- you damn near have a mortgage and have no house. Your mortgage is that piece of paper. Uh, integration was this interesting thing where they convinced us as black people to want to go to these white universities. And there was a ticket, there was a cost for the ticket for admission. The ticket for admission was you got to pay us all the money you have and even pay us money you don't have, all the money you're going to have in order for us to give you a piece of paper so you can get certified to go work for another white man. Well, you know what? When you're working for somebody and working until the death and you're getting enough money to get by while your boss is getting rich. Well, what makes that different from sharecropping? Some black college graduates, unfortunately, are nothing more than educated sharecroppers. I'm not dissing you. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not saying that you're stupid. I'm saying that there, if you look at sharecropping, sharecropping is where you put you put the sharecropper in a tremendous amount of debt, more debt than they can ever repay. Does that does that or does that not happen to a lot of college graduates? Give me a yes or no. How many of you feel that that there? How many of you know a college graduate who has more debt than they can ever repay in a lifetime? Yes or no? Give me a yes or no if you know somebody in that category. So, the, so how how does sharecropping work? Sharecropping is where you say you're the boss, you own the land. You say I'm going to give you an opportunity, so I'm going to loan you uh, all the the tools and the land, and you're gonna and I'm going to put you in a, a ton of debt. So much debt that you can never get out of that debt. So you're always going to have to work to me for me. You're always going to have to answer to me, right? You have no choice now, and you're going to work. And you think you're getting ahead. You think you're going to work yourself out of the debt. But haha, the joke's on you because you will never work out of that debt. You will be a person that's swimming really, really hard in a swimming pool where you're not moving an inch. You're just going to spend your whole life like a hamster running really, really fast on a wheel, and you're not going to move an inch because the whole wheel was designed before you came along. So in many cases. A college degree, if you're not careful, can become your ticket to educated sharecropping, where you're stuck in more debt than you can ever repay. You're not generating the income that allows you to eliminate the debt. And so, therefore, you're pretty much just destined to work until you die. And when you die, your family has no assets. Well, just surprise, surprise. Uh, this has been going on for over 2000 years. Uh, Europeans, white, white people did this to other white people. White people used to do this to other white people. They, if you go back to the feudal systems in, 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 in Europe back, you know, 1500 years ago that they did in Italy and other places, that was how it was structured. Not 90% of the population were the peasants who would work their butts off on the farms to take care of the nobility, the top 10%. That, that's the ugly form of capitalism. So, so what I want you to understand is that if you don't make an adjustment, if you don't get off the, off the grid, if you don't uh, take the blue pill, or, or I don't remember if it was the red pill that, that Neo took. Whichever pill you got to take to get your ass up out of that situation, you better do it. You better do it. So what does that mean? Well, this person probably needs an income accelerator. They also need an accelerator for happiness. An income accelerator might be, for example, learning how to run a business so that you can increase your income level so you can go knock out that debt. 
uh, a lot, you know, they're, they're not giving you people a hard time for not paying their student loan debts. Nobody's really paying it, right? So some people just put it to the side. They defer it. They they say, okay, you know what? I'll take a hit on my credit. I'm just going to go out here and hustle and go make some more money. And then I'll come back and deal with the debt later. All sins can be forgiven if you show up with money. I saw an episode of The Sopranos one time where there was a guy who tried to kill Tony. Tony was the big boss. He tried to kill Tony, so Tony was pissed at him. And the guy disappeared, and he was looking for him. He's looking for him because he's going to kill him. And then the guy shows up. One day, Tony's eating lunch, and the guy walks up. And he and Tony stops eating. He starts eating the spaghetti in the middle. They don't bite. He's got some spaghetti hanging out of his mouth. And he just looks up at him, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And the guy's like, look, Tony, I know you're mad, Tony. I know you're mad at me. I know you're mad at me. But I got I got I got a hundred K in the bag that's just for you. And Tony's like, You got a hundred K in the bag? Okay, sit down. So all sins are forgiven because he paid his way out of that situation, right? So what's the point? The point is that with the student loan people, if you're not paying that student loan debt and you leaving it to the side. They, they kind of get it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling you I've seen people do this before. They kind of get it. Some of y'all may have already defaulted on your student loans. It's okay because actually half of all black college graduates default on their student loans, right? And, uh, and, and it does hit your credit. There's no question about it. But if you have an exit plan, uh, maybe in a plan where you're taking that extra money and you're investing it consistently, maybe you're acquiring some real estate if possible. Or you are you're putting your money into a business that can increase your income and, and, and get your side hustle moving. Right. Then maybe you can come back later and come back with enough cash to get that fixed. You know, I, I can tell you as a person, I've, I've, I've had terrible credit. There's been times when my credit was in the garbage and the reason it was in the garbage. I knew what my credit score was. I knew it was garbage. I just had to pay for everything with cash. But you know what happened when I got enough cash? I went back. I paid off a bunch of the debts, got them removed and everything was fine. My score went right back up. Right. But one thing I was not going to do was I was not going to slave away for the next 30 years at a low paying job just to make enough money to barely pay back student loans. That was one thing I was not going to do. So it sounds like this brother needs a transformation in his life. Right. He needs a better career, a career that he actually enjoys, not the one that his mama told him to do. In fact, actually, he talks about this. He mentions uh, in the Black Wealth Confession. Let me see here. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. And by the way, if you want to submit a Black Wealth Confession, just go to blackwealthconfessions.com and uh, you can actually see my responses to other Black Wealth Confessions if you want to subscribe to um, financialjuneteenthtv.com. Let me see if I can put the URL on the screen. There we go. So if you subscribe to financialjuneteenthtv.com, you can actually hear my responses to some of the other Black Wealth Confessions. It's a good platform. It's designed to help you. So I hope that you'll take advantage of this resource. He says, I feel as if I only went to college because I was told to do so. Also simply for my ego. Those are two very dangerous reasons to make financial decisions. The reason it is a bad decision to do things just because other people told you to is because people are stupid. People are sheep. People follow the crowd, even if the crowd is headed to hell in a handbasket. People will tell you what to do just because everybody else is doing it. I don't know if this is just unique to black people or not, but my God, I, I swear to God, there are times where I literally feel like I was born on the wrong planet because everybody will be going that way. And I'll be like, I can't, I would go that way, but I'm not stupid enough to do what the rest of y'all are doing because the rest of y'all Negroes going to end up complaining and sad and upset because of how hard it is to be black because you're literally walking yourself right into a death trap. I'm just telling you, brainwashing is very real brainwashing is super real. It happens every day in media, every day, all the time. And the thing about it that's really interesting is that white supremacy was not designed for your empowerment. And these systems that brainwash you 
if you follow the systems and just do what everybody else tells you to do, you literally will be doing things that on their surface are incredibly stupid, but you're doing it because everybody else is doing it. So you'll think it's okay because everybody else is doing it. I, when I wrote my dissertation, um, I had a, a dissertation committee member by the name of David Hirschleifer, very smart white man. Uh, David Hirschleifer was an expert on things he called um, herding effects, herding. And he talked about, and he gave financial theory on why people tend to follow the herd, not just not just dumb people, but smart people too. Not just poor people, but rich people too. Not just black people, but white people too. And here's, then the problem is that when your culture has been designed deliberately to be dysfunctional and backward, I can point to a thousand examples in poweronomics where black people were trained to be dysfunctional and backward. So when your culture is dysfunctional and backward, economically dysfunctional and backward, dysfunctional and backward when it comes to health and, and what you put in your body, dysfunctional and backward when it comes to politics and, and the idea that it's radical to simply ask for something for your vote. That following the crowd is a very dangerous thing to do. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you this, when it comes to really figuring out this thing called wealth and financial security, the last thing you want to do is follow behind a bunch of broke ass people. The last thing you want to do is, is take too much advice from people who have ruined their economic lives and messed up their financial situation. The last thing you want to do is take career advice from somebody who has been stuck 20 years on a job that they hate, who's living paycheck to paycheck, who's got more debt than they can ever take down for their entire life. That is the worst person to take advice from. So it doesn't mean you don't listen. doesn't mean that people can't offer wisdom, wisdom to you in a multitude of ways. But there are lots of things, if you pay attention, there are lots of things that black people tell each other to do that just don't really make no sense. Like, and I, and I, I can actually point, I, I, I hesitantly point to the election as an example, where people are like, well, you have to vote. Why? Well, because you're supposed to. Why? Am I, what am I getting for it? Nothing. Why? Well, because you're supposed to do it. Why? Because your ancestors died for you to do it. Did you talk to my ancestors? Is that what they wrote in their will when they died? They like why? Well, because you you because if you don't vote, you don't count. Well, why? Well, because somebody said that to me, right? It 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 just doesn't make sense. Now, if you say the reason you should vote is because if you vote, they're going to pass a reparations package, which is going to put another $10 trillion in the black community. Then it's like, oh, OK, that makes sense. I get it. I get it. Or if you talk about college, if someone says you should go to college, you just ask why. What 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 does college what is college going to do for me? And, and it doesn't mean that, they, they, that there's no answer. It doesn't mean college does nothing for you. Let's make that clear. I want to make that clear because when people, when you present solutions or you say something different, people love to misconstrue the message. They love to reshape it into something that it wasn't. So they'll come back and they'll say, Dr. Boyce, you're telling black people not to go to college. I never said don't go to college. What, what kind of hypocrite would that make me? All my kids in the, this house are going to college. All of them. We got one going. They got accepted to two colleges this week. He's going to college. Right. So don't I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm saying that the word why is really important. So, you know why this decision is going to work for you and how it's going to play out in your long term wealth plan. How's this going to play out in your happiness plan? How's this going to play out in your freedom package? Freedom and happiness are kind of connected. Actually, the source, the key for depression, the greatest way to be depressed for the rest of your life is to put yourself in the trap. Gucci Mane and uh, and uh, Je Jeezy. They, they did a versus battle this week, and Gucci Mane and Jeezy were rapping about, they love to rap about the trap. Like, we glorify the trap. You know, the trap. When I was in the trap, uh, when I was in the trap, I couldn't take naps. I almost got slapped. Pep, 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 pep. Right, right? You're just rapping about the trap. It's like the trap, the trap, the trap. We love the trap, 
And there are some people who literally will guide your black butt into the trap. And there are a lot of educated people that are in the trap. There are a lot of people that are wealthy that are in the trap. A lot of people that seem to be doing well who are really in the trap. And actually, the studies show that the easiest way for you to feel depressed, because black people have a really big problem with depression and anxiety. I'm marrying a therapist who, who knows all about these things. And the biggest factor that will determine whether or not you have depression and anxiety is whether or not you feel trapped by your life. If you feel trapped and you don't feel free, then you will be depressed because you will feel that all these things are happening to you and there's nothing you can do about it. So all I want is I just don't want you to be in the trap. I'm not telling you what to do. I just I just I, all I'm telling you to do is is get out of the trap. And another mouse that's in the trap can't tell you how to get out the trap. All they can do is tell you how to find a, a more comfortable trap to live in. OK, so uh, I like the, the fact that this young young brother is coming to his revelations at the age of 27. 27, you're still young. Hopefully you ain't got a bunch of babies, mamas and stuff. If you got a baby's mama too, that's okay. You can fix that. Right. But don't, don't get any more. Don't get any more. I had a baby's mama when I was 18. I, I won't call her a baby's mama. That almost sounds derogatory, but I had a child when I was 18. Love her very much, but I shouldn't have had a baby at 18, but I didn't have any more kids after that. I made sure that I strapped it up and wrapped it up because I wasn't trying to put myself in a deeper trap. So if you're in the trap, just know there's a solution but you cannot let people who are in traps give you advice on how to get out of the trap because all they can do is teach you how to go deeper in the trap or find a different trap to get into. Okay, so uh, one more thing I'll mention to you guys before I get out of here is um, we're doing a screening of our new film. It's called Happy, and uh, the film is all about the roots of, of modern economics and how they go back to ancient Africa. If you, It's very, very good. It took years to make it. Taki Grant's the director. I'm an executive producer. Uh, and uh, if you want to uh, watch the screening of the film, you can get a ticket at blackmovienight.net. It's going to be a virtual screening. You can watch it at home. You're going to love it. It's a really, 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 really good movie. So uh, go to blackmovienight.net, not .com. It's going to be Saturday night. I think it's 7 o'clock. So you can go to blackmovienight.net and get a ticket. And then also don't forget that the Black Wealth calendar is out. So if you haven't got a Black Wealth calendar, feel free to go take a look at that. And uh, you can put that on your refrigerator and put Black Wealth principles in front of your kids where they see them every day. And you have to drill these things into your mind. The best way to respond to brainwashing or white supremacy is brainwashing is to brainwash yourself with black excellence. So you counter their brainwashing with your own brainwashing and brainwash yourself to understand how great you are, how much potential you have, and how you can do anything that you put your mind to. And then that'll overcome whatever nonsense that they're feeding you in the media. Okay. So anyway, guys, I'm out of here. Uh, have a good day. Hit the thumbs up button, share, and subscribe button before you go. And uh, I will see you soon. I'll come back with another Black Wolf confession probably in the next day or two. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye bye.